Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. The captain delivers late in game seven. The thing that burns him is wanting to win a Stanley Cup. That's a win-win-win for the organization and a win-win-win for the people of Edmonton. Dry Seidel, 50th of the year. This is exciting for the fans of Edmonton. They deserve it. Zach Hyman finds the rebound. My name called by the weather there. A pretty surreal moment, and you know a dream come true. Jay Woodcroft has done an amazing job. The people in our organization got a taste for playing hockey in the month of June, but I don't think anybody's satisfied with just that. Connor McDavid has won the battle of Alberta for Edmonton. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chad. Stafford joining you. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas. The late, great Eddie Van Halen would have been 68 years of age today. Boy, there were some great ones born today. No question about that. The great one himself, Wayne Gretzky. Roughly 60 NHL records he still has, turning... 62 today. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas. Aching after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax. World of Spas. Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Coming up on today's show, a recap of an underwhelming performance last night from the Edmonton Oilers that will no doubt lead to more conversation on the Oilers' needs. And are, so there are some shifting needs as we speak. We'll get to that a bit in the first half hour of the show. Uh, Louis DeBrus from NHL Hockey and Rogers for GCL Diesel today at 1235. We'll do uh, calls on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. Country music star Gord Bamford 
taking the stage at the River Cree February the 10th. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 780-496-0063. At the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. So we got Louie on for GCL Diesel at 1235. 1 o'clock calls in emails. 135 Edmonton Sporting Icon, Montreal-based sports personality, uh, George LaRock. So we got a little bit of toughness, a little bit of roof finesse on today's edition of Oilers. Now, Brendan Escott is uh, on the uh, IR day-to-day with an illness. Derek Scott is pinch-hitting for him once again. You can reach the show Twitter account at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. It was a frustrating one last night at Rogers place. There's no question. Um, team, yeah. You know, highly engaged performance against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Got the win. Went to Vancouver. Got the win. Came back home. Couple days off. Play the Columbus Blue Jackets. It was interesting. I I know what Natural Statric said that the Oilers had 13 grade A scoring opportunities, 5v5, and Columbus only had six. I thought Columbus was better than Edmonton 5-on-5 five five for large stretches of the game. Now, the Oilers' special teams were better. They killed off two shorthanded situations. They went one for one on the power play, but the Oilers, they weren't on it. They were uh, disjointed on the transition. Frankly, their, their top pairing, Darnell, I'm a, get it, starting to become a little bit concerned about the lack of productivity. Uh, from the back end, which is a sign that they don't have enough transition five-on-five. And then it is becoming more apparent, and we've talked about getting a right-shot guy that can win some draws, that can kill some penalties, that can ease the workload, that can go against some better players. And I think that became apparent again last night, that, you know, we're basically, uh, how far out are we? March the 3rd is the NHL trade deadline. Is that six weeks? I'm being told by not just people in the Oilers organization, but some other guys around the league, that they think it's ultimately going to end up being a buyer's market, that there's going to be some more sellers getting in on this thing. Of course, there's significant cap issues out there. But the reality of the situation is if you're the Edmonton Oilers and you want to, and hey, Edmonton's still well within striking distance. They did get a point in last night's game. But they want to win the Pacific Division. You've got to beat teams like Columbus and Anaheim at home. The Oilers didn't do that. Top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need to get it with no payments, no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. Um, the Oilers dropping a 3-2 overtime decision to the Columbus Blue Jackets. They close out their pre-All-Star break slash CBA break schedule against the Chicago Blackhawks who are in Calgary tonight. As we go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear, specialized to work with your business outfit, your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and in Fort McMurray. Here's how it sounded last night with Cam Moon. All right, wing point, shoots, scores. Adam Boquist let it go from the right wing point. That was a little snapshot through traffic. At center ice, picked up and brought in on the right side. Here's Ryan Scott! 
to look towards the net. He'll get it across. McDavid in front. Scores! McDavid shot it. Hyman was parked in front of the goal. Looked like it went off of Hyman and in. Skinner had it sealed up on that short side. Walking in front. Marchenko puts it on goal. Scores! Kirill Marchenko walked out from behind the net and somehow got that under the pad of Skinner, and this game's tied at two. Top of the circle for Gaudreau, as you can hear. Now to Johnson, right wing. He'll get to the middle. His shot scores! Kent Johnson wires it from the top of the circle off the glove of Skinner and in, and Columbus will win this 3-2 in overtime. Kent Johnson waited and yep. waited and waited. The Oilers couldn't get David back on the ice after Newton Hopkins had their best opportunity. And uh, the Edmonton Oilers blow a 2-1 home ice lead. Well, there's really no other way to say it. Um, they weren't, they they were pretty good in the first six or seven minutes. Then Columbus kind of got in the game a bit. And, and then it became work. And Columbus played pretty well defensively. And you got to beat teams like that at home. Derek Reiner might have been the Oilers' best player last night. He was chosen second star. No disrespect to Derek, but that says something about last night's game. He had these comments on losing the game. I think it's always disappointing when you don't get two points. I think we let one slip away there, and um, credit to them. They played a good game, took advantage of their opportunities. They played well. There's no easy games in the NHL. Every, every game is going to be hard. That being said, I don't think we played our best tonight. And uh, Ryan adds he didn't expect an easy game last night. I don't think we took them lightly at all. Everyone in here was prepared for that big game. We knew they were going to come out hard. They played Calgary hard, too, the other night. And um, they, we just didn't get to our game soon enough. And, and um, tip your hats to them. They played a nice game. Tyson Berry, meanwhile, had these thoughts on the last night's loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, I mean, you look at the standings. Definitely, obviously, um, these are the, you know these are the ones you want to have. We had we've had success in these types of games before, and um, you know we get a point out of it. Obviously, we'd like to. Oilers have been way better on the road taking care of business than they have at home. Uh, Barry added uh, an additional perspective on how the Blue Jackets played against them last night. You know, they played back a little bit and kind of sunk in and kind of challenged us to, to try to play through them. And uh, maybe we got a bit stubborn at times and didn't, you know, didn't dump it in and go get it or, or put it in good spots to get it back. But, um, I mean, give them credit. The goalie played well and, they, you know, they played, played a hard game and made it hard on us. Stuck around. I'll give Jason Strudwick credit. We were on the Sportsnet panel in the second intermission last night, and he said, Bob, the Oilers have to make it so that Jonas Corposello doesn't end up being a star. By the end of the night, again, he was the first star. I know what the advanced analytics said about the game. It didn't feel like it in-house that Edmonton had a 2-1 to one, you know, high-danger scoring chance advantage in the hockey game at even strength. I, I just didn't feel. And the other thing is, it was a quiet crowd, but it's incumbent upon the team to ratchet up the energy in the building. Like, it, you know what, it's a, it's a Wednesday night game against Columbus. You're expecting to win that game. The Oilers have great fans, but you you got to bring it, too, throughout the course of the lineup. And, you know, what's frustrating seeing, uh, if you think you're a playoff team, losing to a last-place team at home. Here's Tyson Berry. It's, it's a bit frustrating. I think we, you know, we had looks and chances, probably enough to win the game. And um, yeah, it's frustrating. I don't think it was. Uh, it certainly wasn't our best game, but you know, we gave ourselves a chance, and you know, disappointing to let them come back. And then you know, OT is kind of anyone's anyone's game up there. Very 
quiet night from Leon Drysaddle last night. He had a tough night, tough game. He had these comments on the turnovers. A couple soft turnovers too. Um, not not as sharp maybe as as we have been in the last couple of weeks. So um, take the point, but obviously drop one. All right, Jay Woodcroft, Oilers head coach, after the Oilers 3-2 overtime loss to Columbus last night, had these comments on the game. I thought both goalies made saves tonight. I thought their team competed hard. It wasn't a perfect night for us in any way at all. Uh, I, th I saw a lot of uh, bobbled pucks, um, skaters, stick to skate passing, uh, not as crisp as we had been. Um, but saying that, we, we found ourselves with a 2-1 lead heading into the third period against a team that was competing uh, very hard against us. In the end, we made a mistake and uh, got rolled out of a corner and beat to the net and ended up uh, with only one point instead of two. Karel Marchenko with a hard net drive. Uh, we'll get to s just some more thoughts in a second here. Um, from Jay Woodcroft's perspective, he thought his team had the effort, just didn't get the result. I wouldn't knock the effort. I, I thought the effort uh, guys gave us what they had tonight. Um, but the polish certainly wasn't there. Sometimes when you have uh, that many days in between games, you get out of a little bit of a rhythm. But in the end, those are excuses. We try and find ways, not find excuses. In the end, we walked out of here with, with uh, only one point. Uh, we felt we were in position. We did some uh, decent things tonight. Uh, we'll take our point and we'll move on. And Woodcroft adds, the Oilers did not take the Blue Jackets lightly last night. Everybody was quite, quite clear what type of team the Columbus Blue Jackets are. They compete hard. They're well coached. Uh, they have some high-end players. And uh, in the end, they made a play in overtime to get the extra point. Um, but we did some good things. Like I said, it's it's the fact that uh, you know we're only walking out with one instead of two. All right, so let's get to it. Uh, Skinner made some terrific saves in the second period. He'd probably tell you he'd like to have one of those three goals back in the game. Defensively, Nurse and CeCe had lots of opportunities to create some, uh, uh, you know, looks offensively. Not much ultimately resulted in A-grade scoring chances, and they play with some of the better players. Uh, Kulak and Barry got beat on the 2-2 goal. I thought Broberg, the last couple games, there's been a bit of a tail off. He'd really taken a big step forward, and he got belted against the Vancouver Canucks uh, when, Bro uh, you know, Elias Pettersson hit him. If it's me, if, you know, I, I think we need to see that there comes a point with Broberg when a guy targets him like that with a hit, you got to go back at the player and get back in his grill at some point later in the game. I, I hope that comes in time. Uh, Bouchard simply not authoritative enough on the ice. You know, had an opportunity. Pool cued one off the toe of the stick the one time. Uh, got uh, stripped uh, from behind another time. I like Broberg, or, uh, Broberg and Bouchard. I think they're going to be top four defensemen, but both guys need to assert themselves more. Dehernay, for me, gave him what he gave him. Uh, McDavid, Drysaddle, and Hyman struggled five on five against Boone Jenner's line. Boone Jenner... Uh, won a lot of face-offs in that game. He's a 55% face-off man. Costin uh, seemingly got knocked out of the rotation. I think you can make an argument, given that Costin has taken a couple fights for his teammates here, that maybe you could extend him a little bit wider berth once in a while. I think that's a fair perspective to have. 
Yanmark looked like a guy that had been ill and not played the last couple of games. Like he was, man, he was way better when he was playing with Nugent Hopkins and Costin than he was when he got moved to the line of dry settle. And Derek Ryan, Leon didn't have much going on all night long. McLeod, got to be in the guts of the game, man. It's that simple, especially if you're trying to carve out a spot for yourself as a third-line center. Have to be in the gut. I'll say this about his brother, Michael McLeod. He's really good on face-offs in New Jersey, and he knows his job. He's a really effective fourth-line player. Ryan McLeod probably has a higher offensive upside. He's got to get in the gut. He's got to dig in. It's, there's a player there. He did the Oilers a favor with the contract that he had. Uh, they ended up signing. He, you know, he took less than what he would have been qualified at to do Edmonton a favor for a year. He's a big part of the future. He and Bouchard on the back end. Those guys have to dig in and play with greater urgency. Um, I actually thought that Fogle and Pogliarvi had some pretty decent shifts in the first period. They might have been on the best line. Derek Ryan scored a nice goal in the second and was around the puck all night. And again, might have been the owner's best forward. I. You know, I didn't like Edmonton's performance last night. Like, and, and a performance like that lends itself to a scenario where we're talking about, no, the team needs to improve. And here's the thing. I've repeatedly spoken about, you know, the Oilers are the only teams, the only team in the NHL their last, you know, 10 first-round picks over the last 10 years in their organization. My prediction, you know, I personally would be totally open to trading the first-round pick. If it were me, if I were GM, but I'm not the GM of the team, but I would be totally open to moving the pick for the right player, preferably a guy with term left in his deal. Uh, and I think we're headed down an inevitable path with Yesapoliarvi. We know what's coming. Like he's he needs to be qualified at three million. That's not happening based on his productivity. He's going to want a fresh start. So, you know, I'm I'm open to movement. And last night's game reinforces to me positionally one area in particular I, I know we keep talking about left side defense and it's completely fair where i was having this discussion last night with a few people at pub 1905 downtown after the game and it's a completely fair perspective to come you know do they need to get a a, a second pairing left shot d do they need to decrease the workload for darnell nurse do they need to nurse to focus on trying to be in a little bit of everything instead of maybe focused? I mean, that's kind of what happened, you know, the, with Alex Petrangelo, albeit on the right side. They took away shutdown responsibility from him and put Bo Meester and Pareko together with St. Louis when they won the cup and they became the shutdown pairing. You know, do they need to change the dynamic a bit for nurse? I, you, you can easily make that argument. It's a completely defensible position to have. The orders, in my opinion, have to add a fourth-line, hard-nosed, right-shot center that can win face-offs, that can be counted on, that can ease... You know, we've seen with Vincent DeHarnay, he's eased the workload for some of the defensemen on the PK because he's good at killing penalties and he's a good shot suppressor. And I think the Oilers need to ease the workload for a couple of top players by having a right-shot center that can win face-offs. And at this stage of the game, Derek Ryan is a right wing. He's not a center. Doesn't, he's just not an explosive enough skater, especially come playoff time. One man's opinion doesn't mean I'm right. Again, you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. I'm going to work some of those texts in. When we come back, NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing, it's 1224 at Edmonton.
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. I will personally guarantee you at this time that Dreisaitl will be infinitely better on Saturday when the Oilers play the Chicago Blackhawks. Let's go to NHL today. It is presented by our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, Drew Shamahorn. Edmonton-owned and operated Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Nine games tonight in the NHL. The Blackhawks are in uh, Calgary to play the Flames. Blackhawks with the second-fewest road wins this season. Of course, the team with the fewest, the Columbus Blue Jackets, just beat Edmonton 3-2 in overtime last night. Anaheim is in Colorado. St. Louis visits Arizona. Hearing rumblings that we might see the Blues start to part with a couple of their pending UFAs. Philadelphia at Minnesota. New Jersey and the Nashville Predators. Buffalo visits Winnipeg. The Sabres can score. They are tied with Boston, the highest scoring team in the NHL. Detroit is in Montreal. The Canadians have eight regulars out of the lineup. Um, I wonder if Bo Horvat makes sense to Detroit if they can't get Dylan Larkin signed. Boston is at the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Pittsburgh Penguins visit the Washington Capitals. Last night, Bakersfield lost 5-3 to San Diego. San Diego is the only team behind Bakersfield in the AHL standings right now. Uh, Those two teams play again tomorrow night in San Diego. Edmonton Oil Kings Friday host Calgary at 7, and Sunday, Lethbridge at 4. Tickets available, oilkings.ca. Alberta Golden Bears have the Regina Cougars. Stoffer prediction, uh, Alberta, 13.5-plus goals in the two games combined. I'm only rarely wrong. Uh, Brad has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, who do you move the first-round pick for? I'm not sure. It's just the left-side defense that needs help. Barry and Bouchard on the right don't play physical enough to make a difference in the playoffs when the going gets tougher. That one comes to us from Brad. Well, I think they're both going to be here. They need CeCe to play better, too. He's, he played better last season. He'd be the first to tell you that. Uh, he's an important defenseman for him. Plays 20 minutes a game. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. Louis DeBrus for GCL Diesel when we return on Oilers Now.